Hey y'all, welcome back to Blonde and Baptist. This is episode two, and I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's not quite as serious as the first one was, which I think was okay, but um, we want to laugh sometimes. So the first one was more like, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but it was it was more serious. So today is um, just a little bit more fun. Uh, we are going to talk about some serious points, but I do have somebody with me today. Um, and in the episode one, um, I talked about the person who thought of the name of the podcast, Blonde and Baptist, and that's the person who's here today. I even mentioned a couple of things that she did um, for a living. Um, I'm pretty sure she doesn't mind me saying her name because she's already like on the History Channel, so um, secrets out of who she is. Um, but her name is Ashley Robertson. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, So she's actually my cousin. Um, And just to kind of recap on some of the things I said about her in the first episode, um, she is on the TV show Toy Makers. It's on the History Channel. Um, She's kind of like a member of this thing called the Fast Society. Am I correct? Am I saying that right? Yes, it is a real-life version of... Kind of the Fast and the Furious. It's um, so like they really actually race cars, yeah, like and they're different. Cars. Yeah, they're whoever's. Yeah, like they belong to us. They're not, you know, some rented car, some CGI crap. So he has a digital series now. Um, and like the trailer just came out for the first one. Is that the first one? Like first season or first episode? It'll be episodes. There are six episodes, six 15-minute episodes that make up a movie. Okay. So it's like a mini-series, basically. Kind of like Dolly's mini-series, but not like Dolly's mini-series at all. (laughs) It is almost the same, but not. Everybody knows I have to mention Dolly in some way, shape, or form, and I probably will again before this podcast is over. Um, So she also is... She just got like, I'm going to use the word inducted. I don't really know if that's the right word, but um, she went to Texas and she um, is now like a board member of the Girl with Grit program. Um, so just tell us just a tiny little bit about that. We are like, what is it? girls and our main project right now is mechanic based, but we really want to teach them how to be prepared to do anything and be better, you know, well-rounded people. Their parents are amazing. These are homeschooled kids that are just, oh, they're just so different in the best way possible. And that's becoming like a norm right now, obviously, because of the pandemic. But so is this why these kids are homeschooled? Because of, like, is the pandemic the same there as it is here? <laughs> How old are are they? Like, what's the range? The age, the rage, the the rage age, <laughs> the rage age, the age range. We're not even going to delete that. We're just going to roll with it. No, that's perfect. It's twelve to eighteen. That's and, cool. That's a good age. Yeah, and then we have one that is eighteen. Several that are eighteen, but we're just trying to keep those two. So Aww. it's kind of, and their parents come, and we just took an engine out of a 54 uh, Chevy that we're doing. And now we have some more exciting stuff. So it's just trying to teach them how to live in a really weird world right now. So do you like teach them even small things? Like, do you start small, like how to change a tire? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad because I don't like, I, I would not consider myself like the biggest girly girl on the face of the earth. 
But there are things like that that I don't know how to do. And it's weird because if you knew my dad, you'd think I would know how to do all of that. But so I know how to like clean my own fish and gut my own deer. And um, I know how to, you know, daddy taught me beta hook yourself. You don't need anybody to do that for you. But there are things that I don't know how to do that I wish I did. So I might be calling on my cousin a little bit to teach me how to change a tire. I don't even know if my husband knows how to change a tire. But we've never had to. Like, it's like people literally don't learn how to do that because they really think they're never going to have a flat tire. That's what it is. But... Is Baton Rouge at 2.30 in the morning last week taught me you will have a flat tire. Oh, yeah. It out of nowhere. But we are also teaching them how to market themselves and to brand themselves and to make a product and to put the value on it correctly and go out, market it, sell it, do what they need to do, mm-hmm. have a good, strong tie with the community. You know, I don't know. It's well-rounded. People aren't like that anymore. Some of us are, but I was taught It's a really small portion of us. Right, and it's Mm -hmm. nothing that... It's nothing I was taught as a kid. I was taught this as an adult. Yeah. I feel like you literally just learned this within the last five years of, of your life. Absolutely. My boss and my career, I mean, it's taught me how to live a whole different lifestyle. So it's really cool having her here. So we're going to take just a quick break and dive back in with the title of today's episode. Episode two of Blonde and Baptist is called I Don't Give a Flip. I kept it very PG. Um, So I know some of you, your mind was in the gutter there for a second, but it's called I Don't Give a Flip and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is episode two of Blonde and Baptist. Um, And just before we dive in, I just want to remind everybody that this is not a professional podcast. Maybe one day it will be. So if you hear a couple of flaws here and there, just overlook them and mind your business, I guess, is what I'm going to say to that. Um, It's it's kind of just in the making. We're doing the best we can. So um, we're going to jump right into today's topic. I don't give a flip. So... In episode one, I kind of talked about, um, just to recap really shortly, um, I talked about how we as women compare ourselves to other women, whether it's the way they look, their lifestyle, how they are as a mother, um, what their house looks like, um, you know, just and so on and so forth. We just, it's kind of a constant. With me, it's a constant every single day. And we talked about in this episode how it's just at some point has to come to a stop because it, you're just like wasting time. It's it's pointless. Um, at some point, I think in, in episode one, I actually said, you've got to like be happy for these moms you're looking at and then just move on. And I think I just said, move the heck on. Like, it just needs to stop. Like, it just doesn't matter. So this episode um, is is similar to that, but it's kind of um, what I'm wondering is how many women, and I'm going to ask Ashley too today, how many women have actually gotten to their I don't give a flip place? So um, the first like topic of I don't give a flip or the first, you know, just point is Um, When it comes to just yourself, like the way you look, what others think, um, just kind of gear it around that. Have you gotten to that place yet? Because you might be at your, I don't give a flip place in one area of your life, but you might not be in another area. So I don't think it has to be like all across the board. Um, If it is, I would definitely like to hear from you. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just think about that. Like how many of you have gotten to that point in yourself personally, you don't give 
a flip. Um, so I'm just going to ask Ashley, like, what she has to say about that. I don't Have you gotten there yet? That was, yeah. Um, but I don't know if you ever get there all the way. I don't know. I'm such a competitive person that I always just want to do better. And sometimes I have to, uh, like, tone it back and realize, uh, am I doing things for other people or am I doing things for myself? Like, I guess I hit my 30s and I use that as an excuse to say I've reached a point where I don't care. And it's a really good facade. But now I don't really care. I like who I am. There are some things I need to work on. So when I really care about people, I listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. But is a general consensus, no. As far as you personally, you have gotten there. Like yeah. You might be happy to listen to what someone you care about has to say. But yeah, in retrospect, you are... Happy with who you are. Yeah, I shaved this out of my head. Like, what has it been, a year ago? A year and a half ago now? It's been a little longer than that, I think. Just because I wanted to, I cut all of my hair off, shaved this out of my head. It started getting, like, uh, visible tattoos, which I had never, I was always afraid of because of our family. Mm -hmm. But then I just started becoming more myself, and I get more compliments. So, no, it's, it's nice to not care, I guess, to a point. I remember distinctly when I was pregnant and after things changing a little bit about what I thought about what other people thought. Um, like, you know, styles are constantly changing. And I remember a time in my life where if I got on Facebook and I saw this new style, something was a new trend, I would have to like jump on it because I felt like not like I wanted to be like everybody else. But I felt like the stuff in my closet was now, like, completely just, like, in the past. And if I wore it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to sound all Hollywood. I just, it's, I hope I'm making sense. Like, Like, it's, there's a trendy aspect about it. And I remember a time where I would jump online and say, okay, this is a trend now. So, would I look good that way? And I would even wear it if I, like, absolutely did not feel comfortable in it. Um... There was, there was one thing that I thought I'd never be comfortable in. That was these like high-waisted pants. I actually really like the high-waisted pants because uh, I'm a mama now, so I have a tummy I want to hide. Um, but I think they're super cute. So there's certain trendy things that I did jump on, you know, and they ended up looking good. But I would even wear stuff that I was not comfortable in, but it was like a huge style. And I felt like I just needed to because it was like this thing. And I would be recognized by more people if I bought this new hat that everybody's wearing that I look like a dum-dum in. I'm, yeah. or I've got one. Yeah. There we go. Oh, and it, it, I don't wear it. I've worn it once. It looks ridiculous on me. I don't know if it's my <laughs> fake, my like head shape or <laughs> my hair's not long enough. Um, but it's not working for me, but that's, that's, that's what I mean. I feel like I did finally get to a point. I think it was after I had my daughter, um, that I finally got to that point in a very small way where I really just didn't, I didn't have to stay up on all the trends. When I saw something online, it might've intrigued me a little bit, but I didn't have to go and spend money on it. It just wasn't necessary. I finally got to the point where I was kind of okay with what I had in my closet, even if I didn't really see a lot of people wearing it. I I have um, really in the last couple of years gotten to the place where I wear a lot of stuff that really isn't like what you see every day, but I'm like really comfortable in it. Like I have like 
certain shirts or jeans that I really love. But I, I did like, sometimes I buy new stuff. If I see, I'm like, oh, I like that. I think I, I would look good in that. But it doesn't bother me like it used to that I don't have, first of all, first of all, I don't have the flipping money. If I bought everything that came out as a new trend, we would have to sell our house. Like it, it's, it's a constant. It's like how, it's like the iPhone for goodness sake. Like there's a new one every five seconds, just like clothes. There's new trends every, like, dude, come on. Do you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, you yeah. can't, you can't keep up. And I finally, I think I got to that exhaustion point where I was like, this is not flipping important. Like it's just not, it's like, it's like tearing my nerves up. I'm spending money for what? Like, so, I, so now that I have this attitude towards it, I think maybe I've gotten a little closer to this. I don't give a flip point than I thought <laughs> even before this podcast. So maybe it's good that I did this podcast. Cause I, now that I think about it, I'm just like, well, how does it flip and matter that you just now bought a sweater that looks like it ran through a vacuum? Oh, right. So, yeah. so let me, let me say, I actually think those are kind of cute. They're cute. I have one on today. It's not like that, but it's, it's, it no, looks like, like those that have those, like it just got ran through a vacuum. So when I said ran through a vacuum, I actually didn't mean that in a bad way, but that's what, that's the only way I knew how to describe those sweaters. These new trendy sweaters, they, they have like raggedy pieces on them yeah. and they're kind of cute, but I haven't like, I finally got to the point where I, if I see them online, I, I didn't just say, I have to, I have to have that in every color. Let me go buy it because everybody's wearing them. You know, I finally just said, okay. This sounds really old-fashioned and old. Like, I think I have finally gotten to the old stage, but let me just say it. I have plenty of sweaters in my closet, and it's okay. Yeah. Like, that statement is a very, wow, you're old statement, but it's true. Like, I have, like, a sweater. I think I have, like, nine cream-colored sweaters, <laughs> but I'm comfortable in that color, so right. I buy a lot of it matches a lot of stuff. But I just, I, so I, I think I got closer to the I don't give a flip point than I thought I had. Wouldn't you think? Just by what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you really have to put it into perspective and think about it, you always care less than you think, I feel. Mm -hmm. I think emotionally you're drawn into this feeling of wanting to be accepted. Mm -hmm. But when you really break it down about you as an individual, you're like, wait a second, actually, no. Actually, no. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Some of us are a little more free to live that as a lifestyle than other people. I don't have to go to a job where I have to dress a certain way or I have to. Exactly. I actually am amped up to be myself more like, yeah so I guess not everybody gets that and you have to hold yourself to different standards but that makes sense because like I'm a teacher so like I wouldn't say I necessarily have to like dress up dress up but there's a certain standard of what I've got what I'm supposed to wear to work and what I'm not supposed to wear but like oh, where no. you work yeah. it's a situation where you can wear the cutoffs and the, you know, the converses and feel completely in your element. I've realized, like, if I try to cake on more makeup or dress in a way that I'm not comfortable in, I look way, I look uncomfortable. Like, when we're younger, you fall into categories. Are you the sporty chick? It's like, it's like everybody had a Spice Girl they were. Are oh, you yeah. the sporty chick? Are you the, the trendy one? Are you the fancy one? Are you the wild one? And I think a lot of people label themselves at one or two things. And that's so crappy. Like, why would you 
rein yourself in like that. It's not well, one dimensional. Well, I feel like when you label yourself, you are now limiting yourself. Yes. Because once you put a label on yourself, well, then if you venture out and do something else, all these people that heard about your label and you, you know, you said this That's, is, you've, you've put off this vibe of this is who you are. Then they're going to look at you and say, um, I feel like she's trying to be too much. Yeah. I feel like if you label yourself one thing, then you are now limiting yourself. Like people are going to start thinking, does she not know what she is? You know what I mean? Well, does that make sense? Yeah. But is I don't know. I guess for me, it's like, I just don't want to be unhappy. I'm not really worried You're just going to wear what makes you happy. If Or be whatever, mm-hmm. you know, makes me happy. It's funny. I'm not really worried about what other people think about if I know who I am or not. Because I don't, you know? And I think that's the Well, that's a good point. That's a good way of looking You're at it, too. To pick a family, pick a career, pick a, like, you need to just go. That yeah. is... That is so 50s. Yeah. That's so outdated. And And in a way, like, if you're that person, then that's great. I mean, you know, but I just feel like, yeah, what she's saying makes a lot of sense. You know, it just, it isn't really anybody's business whether you know who you are or not or whether your label is this or that. If you want to be this this day and be something else the next day, that's your business, you know. Um, so I think the point I was trying to make is don't like it just, you don't have to label yourself something. You can be whatever, you can wear whatever you want to wear and be whatever you want to be. That's that. I don't give a flip mentality. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I think it's very difficult for women to get there because of the flipping world that we live in. Like it's very, that's very difficult. Like if I'm 30 and I still deal with, with these issues, sometimes I really feel for these younger girls who now have phones at an age that they absolutely should not have cell phones, have social media accounts when they absolutely should not have them. And I feel so bad and scared for them because of what they're looking at. And that's the standard they're going to hold themselves to. And if I could say anything to them, I would say, y'all, oh my goodness, I'm 30 and I'm struggling with this. You like, stop looking. This is, it's an unrealistic world that's on social media. Unrealistic world. These women First of all, they're idolized too much. It's, 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 and Lord, if this podcast makes it further and some famous woman hears this, um, you know, it is what it is. But I, I, I said what I said, like it's, we have idolized these women or whoever too much. It's, you're famous because of a reality TV show or you're famous because, you, I don't know, give you me another example. To be in the right place, right at, right place at the right time. That's too much pressure for these younger girls. Me, all these really, really famous, like I don't keep up with it now, but I'm thinking about the people who were famous because of really just being in the right place at the right time. Like back when I was in high school, I'm thinking about them now. So like, I don't know the new stuff, like, right. I, cause I don't even have time to watch TV or whatever. But like then I don't know. I'm where I'm at now. And I look back and think, okay, it's really just not that big of a deal. They were in the right place at the right time. But I'm now sitting here thinking about these younger girls. When I was younger, when I were, when I was these girls age, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have social media. I'm talking middle school. I think I had social media accounts when I was in like mid high school, but, and probably wasn't supposed to, I probably kept that a secret, but like, 
MySpace and Instant Messenger. The coding, I was a, I was the bomb at the coding, and it was like life. But see, that's the thing. That is a safe place. Like that was safe because that was all it was about. You were interested in what your MySpace page looked like. Girls today, teenagers today are making, they want to look like these women and they want to. Well, they have an unbridled look into these people's lives that we never had before. If we wanted to know something, we had to wait for Cosmo. You had to wait for it to come out. Yes. And now it's an obsession. It is an absolute obsession. And, and I feel like it's, it's, they're setting this, this standard is too high. These, these younger girls are thinking they got to find a way to, to be this. Like, right. this is the way I'm going to get noticed if I look like this, if I got I got this reality TV show or, you know, whatever. And they're obsessed with these people just everyday lives. They just want to get on Instagram to see what they do on a day-to-day basis. That's an, that's obsession. And that's like, it's a, that's the real freaking pandemic. Yeah, like, for real. I love it. Gosh, yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, oh, there's, I, I made a bad Corona joke. Sorry, guys. Well, we do. We I take we take you. Corona seriously. We do. We're just kind of like at that fed up stage. Like but I think everybody is. <laughs> um, wear a mask, y'all. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. Um, so we're we've talked about like you. Have you gotten to your I don't give a flip mindset? Have you gotten there? Whether you are looking at other people and you you want to look a certain way, or you worry about other people looking at you and thinking, oh, you know, what is she wearing? Or what does she do with her hair today? She has too much makeup on. What are those eyelashes? You know, just anything, just you, yourself, um, and and want to look a certain way. I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to fix that and not care. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about um, is when it comes to your kids or being a mother. So this right here is just for mothers. Okay. So we're, I want you to picture you walk into a restaurant or you go to church even whatever. And, um, were you ever at that place where you were worried about, um, what your child had on and you wanted people to look at them and think they were super pretty or super cute. And you even kept your child up with the latest trends. Um, so, have you gotten to your I don't give a flip place there like whereas how your kids are looking acting um people looking at your kids um have you gotten there because I feel like all moms have have had a little bit of that oh I gotta put this bow on her and I've gotta get this frilly dress on her to go into church or to and I guess you you know it from a childhood perspective but not a mom perspective the matching outfit crap <laughs> man if people act like i failed for the holidays if like we don't show up in some grand match all three all four of you are matching mm-hmm. yeah and it's really hard because my kids are completely different people uh-huh so see let, let, and i know ashley will will not mind me saying this if you do match with your kids that's like totally cool and okay oh, I love it. it's adorable i think what she's saying is she like Oh, this goes back to episode one. She like just can't, like just can't do it. First of all, money. Second of all, like it's too much to think about with, she has three kids. Ashley is just, I think what she's trying to say is she's got three kids and I can attest to this. They are all three totally different and she will admit that they're all totally different. 
they are probably not interested in wearing all matching gear with their mom. But I think what she's saying is like, she just can't. It's just too much. It's too much to think about. Is there a website that has like all four of it together or, you know, whatever? I always got an Easter dress every year. Mm -hmm. My daughter does not want an Easter dress every year. She doesn't want anything. She like, she's just a different kid. Yeah. She doesn't want to speak. Like she's 16 already and she's seven. She's an old soul. She's kind of an old soul. She's a lot. (laughs) Actually, she's whispering, but she's like, oh, she's a lot. She's extra. I like that. I like to describe her with that word. She's extra. Um, But if you have, like, for instance, me and my daughter, um, we match sometimes, but um, there are certain websites you can go on and you have to really research them and make sure they're, like, legit. But there are certain websites you can go on. It's pretty cheap clothing for mommy and me stuff. So I have um, indulged in maybe two or three outfits in her whole two and a half years. And she's not even two and a half years yet. Um, We more so like I might do the color cord, like the color coordination, maybe on Sundays every now and then. And and it happens accidentally, to be honest, because I'll pick out something for her. Because honestly, y'all, I have more fun picking out my child's clothes than my own now because it's so fun. Um, But I'll pick out something for her. And then I'll just go to my closet and say, well, why not? This matches. So I'll just wear it. So it's kind of like a, a quick impromptu matching, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but I think I'm kind of where Ashley is. I think there ends up being so much pressure and I just say, uh, uh-uh. like I just, I could, I could go online right now. I can, I can name like three websites right now where I could go to and easily get a matching mommy and me outfit. And I love them. Like I know several people who do it and they look absolutely adorable when I see them. Um, people in my family, super cute. Um, and they're doing a way better job at the matching thing than I am. Um, but I, I get, I think I'm, and I think the more we do this podcast, Ashley and I are realizing we're very different people, but we actually have a whole lot more in common than we thought. I, when she describes her brain, like how her brain just can't do all of that, she's like talking about me. I don't even think she knew this. I get to a point where it's just too much, like keeping up. Like I used to want to keep up with what everybody else was yes. doing. And it now, now I'm a mother and I've got a kid and I'm like trying to keep up. And I literally, oh my gosh, here we go. Episode one, I'd like just can't anymore. Like I'm, I'm exhausted and trying to keep up. My brain just can't. I can't think too much about my daughter and, and my, is that how you would say that? Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't think too much about our outfits now. Like it's too much for my brain. And let me be, let me be clear. Like, I wish I could. I'm like not dissing anybody who does because I think it's absolutely adorable. Me and my mom matched. There was this magazine called Storybook Magazine. And my mom, they were kind of expensive, but we had matching dresses. We still have, there's still a couple of them that she saved for me. Um, It was wonderful. It was adorable. It was so sweet. Um, And I was, I was my mom's only girl. So I think that was her way of just really indulging in that experience because I was the last one and I was the only girl. But um, then there wasn't an expectation to do that. If she didn't, she didn't feel like she was any less. There was no Instagram to post it to. Yeah, there was, you didn't like directly. And now it's fun to match with your kid and put it on social media. So 
there that wasn't that wasn't the case then. So Unless it was you like to church together. You didn't know what people wore to church. Exactly. <laughs> if anybody saw it, they were just going to see it wherever you went. Yeah, you were there. It wasn't something you posted online, and now everything's posted online, and you just feel like you're like trying to keep up, and then you just like at some point I get. I've gotten to where I just, like, I just can't anymore. I feel like this episode's now, like, the first episode. Like, I just can't do it. It's well, too much for my brain. And, like, as far as being a mom, I have caught flat for not posting my kids. And people are like, well, it looks like you never spend time with your kids. And I'm like, they live with me. I don't need to be approved of as a mom as long as they turn out okay. Then I'm fine. So that takes, she literally just, without even knowing what the next point was, took us into our next point. So we're going to take just a tiny little break, and we're going to actually be wrapping things up with our last couple of points. Um, so thank y'all for listening. We'll be right back. Okay, y'all, welcome back to Blonde and Baptist, episode two, I Don't Give a Flip. <laughs> um, Ashley took us into our next point, um, I Don't Give a Flip as a mother, like, like, so have you guys gotten to that point where you don't care how, you know, what people think about how you raise your kids? Um, you know, I think, um, mothers really feel that like when you, especially when you become a mother for the first time, you're pretty much looking to other mothers to see how in the world you're supposed to do this thing. Um, and that is healthy. That's okay. That's really the only way to do it. Like you don't yeah, really, absolutely. you got to figure that out. Um, but I'm talking about like, well, we were talking about the way you dress your kids. We were talking about, you know, the social media part of it, posting pictures, whatever. But now we're, we're going to get into just how, like how you raise your kids, how they act. Um, just how you raise them as a whole. Like, have you gotten to your, I don't give a flip mother place. I feel like a lot of mothers probably get to that after kid number one. Yeah. Is that like a normal time frame there? Like, I mean, I don't know. I still, I guess I, I care a little bit, but yeah, I guess after Charlie, it was, I'm trying to really think. Not really, though, because I had the twins, and so I was concerned a lot about having two preemie babies that nobody thought that I could sufficiently care for. You know, not that they didn't think I could, but they were really... That was a lot. You need help. How do you... People still tell me, you do so much. How do you do it? I am not the only lady that has three kids in the whole world. It exactly. Is. Yeah, she has three kids, and she did... Um, have twins, a boy and a girl. And I think it was normal for everybody when they found out she was having twins to think, oh my goodness, that's going to be so hard because it probably was y'all <laughs> probably was pretty hard to have preemie twins. And, um, but you know, getting to that, I don't give a flip point. Ashley probably has finally gotten to that point because she just had to. She's got three kids. She's got too much going on. She has too much to do to to think about what other people think about the way she raises her kids. That's probably the point that she's probably gotten to. Am I right? I have to be that way. Every I hear something every time I travel, every time I do anything for work, every time we're filming, every time that I have to explain to my kids, like, it's time for me to go and do this now. Um they have phones. You call me whenever you need. We talk all the time. But, like, I'm still your mom, but I have to go and step away and do this for a minute, and I'll be right back. And yeah. Yeah, I had to really learn to just be like, I really don't give a flip what people say because no one understands 
it unless you're in the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, and she's providing for, for them. I mean, she's a single mom, and um, she has help, and, and she has people in her life, but ultimately, she is their mom, and she has to provide for them, and this is what she's doing to do that, and it just so happens that this is how it's worked out. She travels, she films, and she makes a good living for herself, so she's ultimately doing everything that she does for her family, so she kind of just has to put everybody's opinion, like, it's got to go in one ear and out the other, because if she lets it, I think if she lets it get to her, then she might not be able to do those things to their to the fullest level. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to be distracted. It's daunted me for the first two years mm-hmm. because I was so, I'm five years into this now. And for the first two, I was so concerned about doing the right thing by everybody else that I got nothing done mm-hmm. career wise. And I had to learn a balance. Yeah. You have to learn not to care enough to have a balance. Yeah. I think um, caring about what other people think to a certain extent might create some growth maybe if it's the right people you're caring about like you know what I mean I'm not talking about caring about just the world and everybody around you but maybe maybe what your family or people you care about you know whatever um, caring about what they think um, is is healthy to a certain extent but I do think even with that one at a certain point if it's not um, if it's not how you feel then you you still have to at a certain point kind of squash that Right, and let it go. Yeah. You have to learn to not give a flip enough to let it go. So as a mother, I think I got there. I think I'm there. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I'm there. Because that is exhausting. So we talked about how all of this is just exhausting. That's exhausting. My child is two years old. She is going to throw a two-year-old fit in public. And yes, it has bothered me, but... I have finally gotten to the point where I'm just like, she's two. She's going to throw a fit. She's not going to share. She's, she's not a robot. going to smack me every once in a while. And yes, if your two-year-old doesn't take a little swat at you every now and then, you need to call me and tell me what you're doing because she will do it every now and then. She's a little Miss Spunky Pants and it happens. But um, that used to kind of emb- it maybe embarrass me a little bit because I thought, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? My boys will wait in the middle of the <laughs> aisle in the <laughs> front of an old lady. Like, oh my goodness. Care. And you talk about embarrassing. And now. Yeah, see, there are much different levels of embarrassment people, with kids. Like, but they're kids. They're kids. They're stuck. They're, we're not in school. They're not getting any socialization, you know. So it's just hard. They're, I like oh, yeah. It's really hard for school age kids right now. It's, so. it's. Definitely I'm not really embarrassed because they have emotions. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. I, I'm I'm getting there very. I wouldn't say slowly. I'm I'm getting there quickly because it's just too exhausting. There are kids that I've seen act way worse than my kid, and she's she's two. She's gonna throw fits, and she's going to absolutely not eat when I want her to eat. <laughs> Drives me insane um, because I'll put something in front of her that I know she likes and she won't eat. And it, a lot of times it's when people are looking and I just want her to eat or, you know, when we go to church, I just want her to be quiet. And I have to rem- remember and remind myself, she is two. There is no two-year-old that is going to sit through church the whole time. You're going to have to drag them out of there every once in a while when they're misbehaving. And you just can't get embarrassed by that. So I definitely am at that place where I'm saying, mothers 
you can look at other people and say, mind your business. Like, this is my life. If you can't accept the way my child acts and what's going on in my life right now, then move on. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. And there's times (laughs) you step away, like, from people and you come back together or you don't. But as far as worrying so much about what somebody else's opinion is, it's so time-consuming. I don't have time for it anymore. Yeah. So I think my advice to mothers who maybe haven't gotten to that point, go ahead and step into it right now. I promise it's not hard. You Like, just, you've got to say, I don't give a flip. Because you are the one raising those kids. And if you think you're doing it the right way and the best way you know how, then that is literally all you can do. That you're Then you are doing what you're supposed to do. Because you are not going to raise your kids like everybody else raises theirs. You're not. Now, just we're getting ready to kind of wrap this up. Just doing things differently, whether it's those of us who have children or just our careers or how we think or how we dress, like you're going to be different and you got to finally get to that. I don't give a flip point. Yeah. I think you have to, or you're going to exhaust yourself. It's, it's, you're going to exhaust yourself. So this, this one was much more similar to episode one than I thought, because I'll be honest, y'all, like there's a couple of these points where I have gotten to my, I don't give a flip place, but there's a couple that I haven't. So that kind of follows along with what episode one was about. Um, but I'm telling myself again, y'all, we've got to get to that point. This is too exhausting. Day in and day out, you're wasting time. You're wasting time caring too much about what other people think. We've got to get to our I don't give a flip point mindset, mind frame, however. I think that's a good point to end this on. Um, So my last couple of points just kind of say, you know, get to your I don't give a flip point. Do you, like, do you and do your family. Y'all You've got to just focus on what's going on in your house and what's best for you and your family. If you don't have a family yet, you can still use those same principles with just yourself. Do you and tell everybody else to mind their business. Um, You don't have to tell them like out loud. You can if you want to. (laughs) You can tell them out loud if you want to. But that needs to be your mind frame because I feel like once, just speaking for myself, Once I get to that mind frame, I'm talking all across the board, not just two or three areas in my life. Once I get to that mind frame, I can go ahead and guarantee you I'm going to be 10 times happier once I get there. Um, We've got to get to our I don't give a flip point. So this one was, I think, was a really good good one to follow episode one because episode one was super, super serious. We laughed a little bit in this one, but it still had the same message. Just get to your I don't give a flip place. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Um, she came out here with her three kids on a Saturday morning to record with me. And it has been eventful, let me say, but we got it done and, um, it feels good. They're free ranging. Oh yeah. They're free ranging in my yard right now. They keep coming to the door window and we have the door locked. (laughs) They keep waving. We're waving and they're waving and they're like, why can't we come in yet? And we're almost done. We keep saying almost done, almost done. So even though we've paused this several times, we are finally um, at the end of this show, episode two, I don't give a flip. And I hope you guys are enjoying this. And let me just remind you again, there probably are a couple of areas in it where the microphone, we're working with one microphone. This is not a professional podcast, but um, 
we will get there slowly but surely, one little step at a time. I'm going to show Miss Blonde and Baptist Patreon so that you guys can start subscribing and sending her a little bit of money every month and she can buy new supplies. We won't sound like we're underwater. I know. <laughs> like, I have a really loud voice, y'all. And so you should see the little, like, lines on our recording screen. Like, I'm way up and down and all these big lines. It looks like my contractions yeah. when I was in the hospital. <laughs> Mine are huge and Ashley's is, morning, so yeah. She was yeah. probably shouting at her kids all morning long. This drill sergeant all morning. Yes. So um, if you can't hear her as well as me, there's two reasons. I'm loud as I'll get out, and we also are working with one microphone, but we're doing the best we can, and this will get better one episode at a time, so thank y'all, and please um, just download and listen and give me feedback. That would really be helpful, and I just want to close this episode out with a Bible verse. I try to always do that, um, a Bible verse that kind of goes along with what we've talked about. Um, and the Bible verse I chose this time was Galatians 1.10, and it says, For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So I think this really goes along with what we've talked about. Um, you've got to stop worrying about what other people think and worry about what God thinks of you and what you're family, the people that are important, think of you and worry about yourself. Just do you and stop worrying so much about everyone else. Um, so that is it for episode two of Blonde and Baptist. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye y'all.